Okay. Hey, hey guys, guys. Uh, this is a No Fucking Idea podcast. We're starting episode three right now. Uh, sorry if there's a lot of voices. We're outside our apartment complex because um, somebody overloaded the dryer on the ground floor and started a fire. So we had to evacuate because of a fire. But you know what? I was in the shower. Yeah, Tyler was in the shower. This shit is getting pretty out of hand. So basically the entire building is going to come down because some, some dumbass put clothes in a dryer. I know. What the fuck? You know what? I think, um, I think it's actually a metaphor for cleaning your clothes, making sure they're clean. Oh, yeah, where are we going? Fran, what do you have to say about this? Uh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I, love, I love my PS4 up there. Yeah, Tyler, basically, Tyler, say everything that you lost. Oh, I left all my clothes, my shampoo, my conditioner, and my body wash. So hopefully none of it gets taken. Dude, this sucks dick. I'm just saying, if if somebody ever, I, I'm honestly saying, as as a revolution, I think we should all do our laundry together and put all four loads in the in the dryer. This is a fucking revolution. Let's let's collapse this shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I mean, all I gotta say, all I gotta say, guys, guys, calm down. Can you can you jump? Can you can you jump here? Guys, all I gotta say is at least the building isn't um it isn't collapsing everybody's okay everybody's safe all right if you hear all of that cheering that is because we can go back in the firefighters deemed that the laundry room did not burn down and that we're doing all right you know in case you guys forgot on the no fucking idea podcast we have four members it's me drew there's tyler there's fran and there's zach you know, we were thinking for this podcast to do something a little experimental, you know. We're in a college dorm, you know, we're we're just chilling, we're having a good time. Sorry if you can't hear me that well, I'm in a big crowd of people. But you know what, I was just thinking while I'm entering my dorm again, I was just thinking that, you know, we could try something new. We could have random guests on from the floor, just have a good time. I don't know. All I gotta say is that I really do think this podcast is gonna be something worthwhile and uh you know tyler tyler what's your input on this i'm so pissed i was in the shower <laughs> so tyler was in the shower right when the alarm went off and i think that really is just you know uh you know that's what happens when you finish your homework early you go take a shower when somebody overloads the fucking dryer and then you get fucked but you know what I think that this is a learning experience for people who are just now doing their laundry on their own. You can't shove a whole, like, two or three loads of laundry into one dryer. Because all it is is just hot clothes slapping at each other. Something's going to spark. And I think the, the dryer just overheated. And next thing you know, we have to head out of the entire building because the fire alarm went off. I was chilling in bed. Zach was in my room. Tyler was in my room. We were all just chilling. I was now, in the shower. I know, Tyler was in the shower. We got that. I think, uh, you know, I think, I think everybody just knows now that, I mean, our RA's already told us this once. You can't just keep putting shit in the shower. I think the thing is, I think that, you know, as I climb up five fucking flights of stairs, I'm thinking to myself, how can I do better? You know what? I can do better. Right, next time I'm doing laundry, don't shove that many fucking clothes in the dryer. But you know what? As we're passing the door to floor three, 
think that we're doing pretty good, guys. You know, I'm glad that you guys are listening. Definitely, you know, give us a like, give us a good rating. I do think this podcast is something, something special. We're entering our floor. Got across the hallway. And you know what? Lately, we've been watching a show that I've really been enjoying. And, you know, sorry if the other guest, sorry if the other host, sorry. I respect all of our hosts. If they're not speaking, it's because they're not with me right now because we kind of got separated in the midst of the uh, chaos. But, you know, they're going to be here in a sec. I think this is really, you know, I honestly, right now it's only 10.30. The alarm went off probably 10, 15 minutes ago. I really don't think it was that bad because you know what? I do genuinely think it could be worse. And you wanna know why? The, the whole dorm complex to the right of us. One time some jackass pulled the fire alarm at like 2 a.m. and everybody had to wake their ass up and hurry down. And that sounds absolutely miserable. I'm just glad I was still awake for this whole thing, you know? But good news is it was just a dryer. Nobody got hurt. Nobody's injured. Kept all my shit. Yeah, Tyler kept all of his shit. You know what? I really do think that, you know, all this shit going on, I really do think that you guys do need to watch this Amazon Prime show. It's called The Boys. You know what? only has two seasons, eight episodes per season. Hey, save that for our next podcast. You know what? We're, we've been watching it. I've already watched it two times. This is my third viewing. That's a and you know what? Okay. Fran and Zach are here. What do, what do you guys think about the boys? Oh, okay. The boys is chill. The boys is fantastic. I love the boys. Fran, what's up? My high wants the name. Whoever sent off the dryer. I did say that. <laughs> that that would have been great, you know? We got to go and get another chair. Yeah. yeah, they got to go back and get another chair. You know what? I mean, Fran can't sit on my lap. Oh. Well, one of you guys can stick around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really do think that was a having that many. I mean, it really does put it into scale how many freshmen are shoved into one dorm because it looked like hundreds of people out in front of the building. We had this this green space in front of the building, <laughs> and you know we're all just chilling there. It's pitch black. You know, ten thirty. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just chilling, man. I'm just chilling. Just lucky no shit was burned. I'm just, oh, we're just lucky that this was just a minor fire. I mean, when the fire alarm goes off, it's either a drill or it's something bad. And I'm glad it wasn't either of those. You know it's a, not a drill when it says. When, when it says it, what? When the speakers are like, this is not. Oh. What were the speakers saying? I think they literally said like, evacuate the building immediately. This is not a drill. It's really funny how a fire alarm starts because it starts off with one noise and then it starts berating you with thousands of noises all at once. I mean, it's really just the most horrid sound to basically get you the fuck out of the building. I mean, they really did design it perfectly. But yeah, essentially the boys on Amazon Prime, it's, it's this show, you know, it's basically the whole hook of the show is it's superheroes, but if it was implemented in the uber 
you know, if it was really implemented correctly into capitalism and it just shows how greedy and evil superheroes can really be when they're when they're worshipped by basically all of America, but really, I mean, they do some shady shit in the background. It's really just about, you know, uh, a lot of shit getting unveiled. And the writing's perfect. All of the characters are so engaging. And I think that's really... The, the show at the end of the day is really character-driven because the first season, the action scenes are abhorrent. All of them are edited really poorly. You don't really know what's going on. And at the end of the day, you don't give a shit because the writing and the acting and the cinematography are so engaging that you just don't care. And except for the cinematography for the fights, those are terrifying. Just make you want to throw the fuck up. And, you know, I just think that if you really like superhero shows, but you're kind of, you know, feeling like the genre is getting a little tired, you need to check out this show. I really do think it's something special, and I think that you know, a lot of hardworking people have adapted. It, it originally was a comic book in the early 2000s, and it's great because if you look up uh, the comic book, one of the volume covers, they actually recreated with the actors, and it looks absolutely fantastic. And I don't know, that's all I've been thinking about, is just how much love has been put in this project. And it's produced by Seth Rogen, which is crazy, because, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, for all of the shit that Seth Rogen shovels, every once in a while he really does put out some really quality work when he actually tries. And, you know, just speaking of which, one of my favorite Seth Rogen movies and one of my favorite comedy movies of all time is The Interview. And it's essentially a movie about, you know, this talk show host that basically he's kind of like a... James uh, Franco. Yeah, uh, the main actor, James Franco. He's essentially kind of like one of those... Talbots, um, or tabloids, not Talbots, not the, not the mother's uh, clothing line. Um, no, uh, more of like a, you know, tabloid kind of, you know, shock value bullshit, uh, anchor news, interviewing pop culture and everything to where, you know, it's not really, it's fake news, it's all for entertainment value. And it turns out that Kim Jong-un, the leader of North Korea, is one of his show's biggest fans. So James Franco's character and Seth Rogen plays James Franco's producer. They're essentially given the opportunity to go out to North Korea and conduct an interview. And of course the movie, since it's made by Seth Rogen, but it's produced by Sony, Columbia Pictures, so has a huge budget. All the effects look fantastic. The movie looks fantastic. Like. I remember watching this for the first time with my dad and we were just laughing our asses off because, I mean, in this movie, I know some of the jokes are kind of cringe, but when they hit, they really hit. There are some jokes in this movie that are absolutely fantastic. And the movie um, was so offensive, rightfully so, to the North Korean uh, leader himself that he literally came out and said he sent a threat to Sony and he sent a threat to the U.S. saying, if this movie goes out to theaters, I'm going to pull out the nukes. And Sony pussied out. They backed out. They, were, they ended up not releasing the movie. And then Obama held a speech that basically said, why are we letting another country censor us? And I really do think that's something, you know, I'm just talking about the interview. Oh, dude, it's fucking amazing. And... Yeah. 
I, I don't know. And Obama said in his speech, why are we going to let another country censor our country? And essentially, Sony quit being a pussy whip by Kim Jong-un and essentially decided to re-release... Yeah, you got honey-dicked. Um, he essentially decided to re-release the show in theaters that felt comfortable playing it, and they also sold the rights to the interview to Google Play. <laughs> Google Play so people could rent it online if they didn't feel like going to the theaters to see it, which I think is honestly um, uh, really ahead of its time because now, because of uh, coronavirus, you know, most of these movies are getting, especially through uh, Warner Brothers and HBO, most of these movies are getting released through, um, you know, HBO Max and the theaters. And I do think that, you know, having a... um, uh, back in 2014 when the interview was released it was released in theaters and on a uh, Google Play so I do think that like you know this movie it really is ahead of its time and I think it shows how you know good the writing and good the jokes are is because I mean North Korea is still a fucking laughing stock of the human race and I think that this movie really just does play on that and it just it, it shows how it just shows how terrible the living conditions of that country are it's a failing state there's no fucking economy. It's literally just leaders controlling their people, making them seem happy to the public. But you know they're not happy. They're starving. They're miserable. And I don't know. I feel like Seth Rogen, while doing his stupid fucking pee-pee poo-poo jokes, really does get a point across with this movie and really does. And one of my favorite actors, Randall Park, is in this movie. And the funny thing about Randall Park is he's done so many acting gigs that sometimes he forgets shit he's done. And, I mean, the man is fucking everywhere. And um, I bet the only thing he fucking remembers is Fresh Off the Boat because that show had six seasons. So he probably remembers a little bit about that. But the thing about it is he plays Kim Jong-un in this movie. And he is just absolutely fantastic. All of his jokes land. He just, it just, you know, it's it's that absurd... uh, raunchy Seth Rogen humor that all of us come to cringe and love and I really do think that what's your favorite scene favorite scene from the interview well I don't want to spoil it for the viewers all I've been talking about is just recommending it I really do think as a comedy movie well, see the problem the it's been like six years since it came out yeah no come on man. okay I'm never gonna see it all right all right fine <laughs> you don't you don't have to give away like a any like still plot I think one of my favorite parts in the movie mm-hmm. is probably when um <laughs> the pussy scene yeah that pussy scene is so fucking hilarious because there's so many good scenes in the movie basically randall park because kim jong-un even back then in 2014 well kim jong-un is known for loving basketball he had i forgot which uh, nba player from back then he had him visit the North Korean palace and everything. It's just a really weird photo. Um, but basically, like, uh, they kind of jab at that in this movie where Randall Park is playing Kim Jong-un and he's trying to do layups and shit and can't fucking play basketball for his life. And Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, yeah. Kim Jong-un in real life had Dennis Rodman over at North Korea as, like, a visitor because he was such a big fan of him. You know what's crazy about Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman wasn't even just a normal NBA player. He was a different breed of NBA player. He wasn't. He was super athletic, which enabled him to be, like, a fantastic NBA player. He wasn't, like, a crazy good scorer. He was able to rebound and shit like that. But the thing about him, 
that was just his personality was a different type of thing. He married himself. Wait, wait, uh, what? Yeah, wait, he married wait. himself. Um, How do you but, do that? Hold on, hold on. Pause, pause. Yeah, How the fuck do you marry yourself? Uh, so you. He married himself. You look, it, once you, you get that powerful, you, you go, just. You go in front of a mirror, you stand on one knee, and you ask yourself. He was he was wearing a veil, like in makeup, and all that shit. <laughs> I mean, I, he was like he I like he was. So he was a fantastic basketball player, but he was manic. Yes, that's the best way to describe him. Yeah. He was a party man, partied every single fucking day of his life, spent all his money. He went in debt. So he's broke. He was broke for. How do you spend? NBA players make like ninety million a season. How do you spend all that? He spent so much of it, and he uh, at this time he had already won six or seven championships. <laughs> so basically, seeing the photo of Kim Jong Un and Dennis Rodman, there it's two crazies in one room. Right, and the thing is, like at this time, Dennis Rodman would be dyeing his hair every single other fucking color. He would have multicolored hair, anything that he could possibly have, any sort of piercing he would have. Not only that, but then he would even go to the fucking, ah oh, shit, what was it? Uh, not only did he marry himself, but li- he got like crazy offers throughout his fucking life, and then one of them was um, Lady from Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga offered him twenty million dollars to impregnate her, so that <laughs> Lady Gaga could have her child. What? And he denied it. Wow! And said the- that he wanted him to impregnate himself. Champion. No. Champion. He he probably would have done that, but no, he didn't do that. He was just like um it's like little Nas X giving birth. Right. It it was just like it was a joke for him. Um but anyways, he would have spent that money in like a he fucking night's out cuz that's how much he went out and partied. He would party until like he was on WrestleMania the day before the finals. What? For the final for the NBA finals. He ended up winning that finals. But So he's just a different breed. Instead of going the guy's to, a different fucking he wasn't like a fantastic score. He averaged seven points his entire career, but he uh, he averaged seventeen rebounds. So he was, but he was a tall motherfucker, right? He was six six compared yeah. to. Well, yeah, I, I know that's I know that's like I know it's like five foot two compared to every other. But that's like five ten compared yeah. to every other. Like he's decently tall, but compared to like the centers <laughs> who are meant to be doing this. So all you're trying to say is he's not really he's talented, but he's not like big big up there. His fundamentals is what gets him. In. Not even that. Like then his, his athleticism. Is Rodman's charm. Athleticism, athleticism. He's just a natural athlete. He's just there. Yeah, he's, he's a natural athlete, and he's a fucking manic menace. That's the best way to describe him. I think I think it takes a special type of narcissist to be a good NBA player, and that's why the NBA is so fucked right now because it's literally just everybody's playing hero ball. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. passing to each other. I mean, some of them do, like, but not all the time. Like what's it called? CP3 or Chris Paul is known as one of the best passers in the entire. Um, NBA fantastic player made it to the finals this year um, there's a bunch of other players and of course each one of them try to outshine each other which is what the problems is with him but like Dennis Rodman his job was not to outshine his job was to be the fucking foundation because he played with Michael Jordan he played with uh, fucking oh my god what is his name no way I forgot his name dude he put he played he was his, he, I think his nickname was Robin because he played next to Jordan, and he was also good. He was like defensive player. Like a year. sidekick. Yeah, but he was he, like, uh, they were just both phenomenal players. Fuck, I can't remember his name. Anyways, yeah. So I'm not really that surprised that it was fucking that it was him, honestly. Yeah. I'm genuinely not surprised. I would be surprised if it was literally any other player, but Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. So I know we just went off on that tangent, but I'm just trying to talk about basically. Um, uh, my favorite scene of 
the interview is when they're done playing basketball and um, Kim Jong-un starts talking to Dave Skylark, James Franco, James Franco's character. Um, and they start talking to each other about, you know, the insecurities that their fathers laid on them. And he basically said that Kim Jong-un said that his father said he was gay for drinking margaritas. And then, you know, um, and then Kim Jong-un's care or Kim Jong-un says, well, we all know that's not true because guess what? Guess what? I get lots of pussy. And then a bunch of, I don't know, North Korean models walk out and then they party. And it's just fucking hilarious because the comedic timing is hilarious. I think that when Randall Park has really good writing or when he has a really good setup, he is a hilarious comedian. He's fantastic. And that's why he really works good in comedy films and shows. That's why Fresh Off the Boat, I've been watching it recently. And it's it's not just like a, a basic bitch like ABC show. Like it really is fucking hilarious. If you ever watch the pilot, it is just every single joke lands. It's hilarious. And, you know, uh, you know, I think this is going to be a shorter cast today. It's kind of like a little mini cast because, you know, we haven't really had time this week. But, you know, I felt like the, it kind of made up for it because, you know, we had the fire drill experience at the start. And then we turned into talking about the boys in the interview, just two of my uh, favorite show and movie. And, you know, I just want to thank you guys for uh, sh- uh, showing up to this mini cast. Uh, all right. We'll see you guys later. All right, peace out. See ya. See ya. Audio.